back, everybody, to the Stories of Freedom podcast. Um, today, I'm excited because, uh, you know, Kayla and I have already shared our testimony, mm-hmm. and we're going to be the host of the show, but today we actually have our first guest, which is Kayla's husband, Justin. Say hi. Hi. <laughs> How's it going? This is Justin, uh, Kayla's husband. <laughs> <laughs> nice introduction there. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> So, um, let's see, before we get started, there was a couple things I wanted to, um, wanted to mention just real quick. Oh, one of the first thing that I wanted to mention was the, the, the background noises and stuff. You might hear that from time to time. I know that we had that on the last one. Normally we record this after church, um, after the service. So you're going to hear, uh, you're going to hear that sometimes. And that's just, I guess, how it is, <laughs> at least for now. So, that's life. <laughs> yep. Um, the other thing was uh, on Kayla's testimony, I know people came up to me and told me that they couldn't hear her very well. Mm-hmm. And I went a couple weeks ago um, and re-saved it in a different uh, way, in a different program. And I think that fixed the problem because uh, I haven't had Sweet. anybody say anything since then. So if you tried listening to it and you had problems, go back and listen to it again because now you should be able to hear her. Um, and then, oh, a lot, we've been getting a lot of good feedback too. So, um, I, we've probably got about five or six people lined up right now to share their testimony and a lot of people coming up asking how it's going and you know, that they're enjoying it and stuff. Um, and when the next one's going to be, cause I know we're spaced out Yeah. <laughs> and a lot of that's just technical difficulties. Mm-hmm. We did try to record this podcast on Sunday and it didn't, mm-hmm. didn't pan out. So. Uh, didn't record right, but hopefully we got it worked out now. So we're trying to get them once a week or at least once every other week. Mm-hmm. We'll, we'll see how that goes. Um, but on that note, with having people lined up, uh, we need ladies because every, <laughs> everybody that has volunteered has been uh, um, uh, a guy. So mm-hmm. um, definitely want to get some ladies in there. I'm sure you guys have some great stories. Um, I've heard a lot of them from the men. Um, I'd like to hear from the ladies. So Yeah. I keep telling myself I'm going to make an announcement on the Tuesday night women's group, and then I forget, and we get way too into our study, and then I get home, and I'm like, oh, shoot. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> forgot. <laughs> That's all right. I know Renee was going to mention it once, uh, yeah. a couple times, too, and she yeah. forgets. So. But, yeah, if you're, if you're listening and you want to share, please share. Mm-hmm. And then the only other thing that I wanted to bring up, too, is just I know in the first two episodes, and you're probably going to hear it in this one as well as future um, testimonies. Um, I know we've said some stuff about the Catholic Church Mm -hmm. and people being raised in the Catholic Church. And I know I even made a comment um, on mine, something like Renee was raised in the Catholic Church and then she started going to a Christian church. And I realized Mm -hmm. afterwards that sounded bad. I didn't mean to say if you're Catholic, you're not a Christian. (laughs) So um, if you, you know, are listening to this and you've stumbled across it and you're not somebody that goes to this church and and uh, and you are Catholic. There was no offense meant by that. Mm-hmm. What I really meant by that was just it's a different style mm-hmm. of um, service completely. Yeah. Um, and uh, so we don't mean any offense by that. And I know there are a lot of people that when I've heard their testimonies, a lot of guys, they grew up in Catholic church and mm-hmm. they talk about the difference. So it's bound to come up again. Mm-hmm. And there's there's nothing um, intentionally, you know, we're not, we're not trying to offend anybody on yeah. that. So there, there's, you know. Anyway, so um, nothing personal that is basically what I was trying to say. So um, moving on, um, you know, we can, uh, we can get to know Justin a little bit more on, on his testimony and, and hear his, uh, his story. So. Yeah, yeah, thanks for uh, 
thanks for asking me to do this. I think uh, this is an awesome thing. Um, uh, testimonies are, are a super powerful thing for for people to uh, experience uh, in um, giving theirs and for uh, for hearing others. Mm-hmm. Just seeing how Christ is working in other people's lives, just it, it's awesome. It's awesome, and I, I just absolutely love the the whole. Um, idea you had with starting the podcast to get with church members in here to give theirs i think that's awesome and uh anyways i guess uh i guess i'll start out with mine um mm-hmm. i'll uh i'll <laughs> i'll reiterate on uh, some catholic uh, mentionings <laughs> because uh, i was actually raised in the catholic church uh born in uh, san diego um uh my family was all devout catholics uh, a lot of priests in the family um so it's a very, very big part of my upbringing, I guess, would be uh, Catholicism. And uh, I, went, I went through the whole motion. You know, I was baptized Catholic. I uh, um, had First Communion, but I was never confirmed because my dad wasn't the greatest Catholic. You know, so so me and my sister, we didn't uh, finish our Catholic studies, I guess, how we should have. Mm-hmm. Um, but... Uh, but anyways, yeah, uh, started out Catholic, but uh, um, definitely not now, uh, which was pretty hard, to be honest. And, and I'll get to that later. But uh, anyways, so so my early years, um, born in San Diego, uh, moved here as a child up to the Reno area like in 1996 or so. Uh, work was drying up down there, so, so we moved. Um, for my dad, so he can uh, help uh, his brother with their glass business up here. So he moved up here for work, brought us with this. Um, and uh, I guess a, somewhat of a rough childhood started after that. Um, nothing nothing too bad. Um, uh, but it, it was it had its, its rough times, that's for sure. My mom always battled depression. You know, ever since the move, and maybe even a little bit before that, but I was young, so I really don't remember. Um, so with that depression, you know, came uh, cutting, uh, anorexia, bulimia, alcoholism, and mm. uh, so that was something I, I witnessed for for a long time. You know, during my youth, my my dad was no saint either. I mean, he had his his issues with. Uh, I mean, overworking uh, was a big one for him. Uh, and uh, gambling was also another mm. big one, but you know I, I was a, a witness to all that as a as a kid, mm. you know. And uh, so so it, it meant for rough times. That's that's for sure. My parents battled. I mean, they're still together. Thank God, you know. For what well, I think they just hit their thirty first, thirty second anniversary, you know, and they're still together. And, and and actually, even you know, despite everything I grew up with, like we've all still have a, a, an amazing relationship with mm-hmm. each other. Yeah. Um, thank God for that. Yeah. And uh, anyway, so so having you know some tough years, and those you know went all the way through high school. You know, and uh, we, we bounced around a lot in, in the area. So, so I got an experience going to different schools, which is tough for a kid, you know, trying to move into a, a school at a, you know, that, 
that, at that pubescent age, you know, you know, 13, 14, 15 years old, right in between mm -hmm. seventh and eighth grade and, and high school, that's, that's tough, especially when it means, you know, trying to make friends. Mm -hmm. So, so that's, I think where, where part of my struggle came from was not having very many friends, you know, and, and being alone a lot of the time, yeah. you know, that was, that was tough to, to find people that thought like me and, and I could hang out with. And it seemed mm -hmm. like that was always a big struggle. It was just just finding people mm -hmm. like minded, um, and uh, that was tough. That was tough going through through those years. You know, middle school and high school. I mean, don't get me wrong. I had friends, but just not not good friends. Mm -hmm. and I, I never really had that. I just felt like I I always did things on my own. You know, anytime I had a struggle, it, it was on me. I went through it. I, I dealt with it. I just never, I never had anybody, you know, a sense of brotherhood, I guess. Mm -hmm. And, uh, and anyways, that, that was tough. And, and I ended up dropping out of high school. Um, and my senior year, I just decided I just wanted to work. I don't want to go to college. I don't want to do any of that stuff. I just, I just wanted to work and just make something for myself doing what my dad did. Mm -hmm. And, uh, that was to get into the glass business. So doing, doing windows and, and such. So, so then, then started the, uh, I guess the, the next portion of struggles in my life. Um, I started working, uh, out of town a lot for, mm -hmm. for years. And I think I did that through my twenties, probably a good six or seven years straight of just out of town work. You know, I guess there was a sense of brotherhood with those guys that I had, but, um, I guess not on the level that I needed. I still felt alone and mm -hmm. kind of trapped, you know, cause it, it was tough. It's tough. That, 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 that loneliness really beat me up. Mm -hmm. You know, I, I didn't have anybody to really go home to except for my, my parents. I mean, nothing against them or anything, but, <laughs> but, but I didn't have the wife or the girlfriend to go home to. So, so it really started into this huge, uh, know, this pit of, I guess, loneliness that I, that mm -hmm. I struggled with. Uh, and it definitely started with, with working out of town and, and I guess the, almost too much time to yourself, it's almost a bad thing. You yeah. just, you mm -hmm. just, the, the, that, that fear that those bad feelings just, just feed on that mm -hmm. and it's, it's tough to get over. But, uh, anyway, so that, that loneliness definitely escalated for sure. And, uh, it brought me to some pretty, pretty dark places. Um, I was never one to really drown it too much and, in drugs and alcohol so that was never a huge you know problem i mean i drank and I, I did do my fair share of drugs but it wasn't you know i, I didn't go doing heroin because yeah. <laughs> <laughs> because i you know was in a deep dark place i, I guess i just kind of just just sulked in it and mm -hmm. dealt with it yeah. anyways that, that that loneliness um you know, mind you, Christ wasn't really in my life at, the, at this at this point. Sure, I went through Catholic, you know, uh, schooling and stuff like that. And I, I guess I knew there was a God, but um, there was never anything that I really thought about, you know, mm -hmm. until I really started struggling with this this loneliness. And uh, um, that's when I started talking to God mm -hmm. you know, when I was alone. And, and I, had, um, I never, I mean, besides my Catholic school, I never really read the Bible. I didn't know how to pray or anything like that. But but I found myself talking to God, you know, asking mm -hmm. for things like, like, could you do this for me? Could you help me escape from this loneliness somehow? Help me find somebody, 
you know, or, you know, that I could find some, some meaningful purpose in this life with, you know, mm -hmm. and, uh, and I never got that. It took a long time to get that. And, uh, yeah, it was rough. It was rough. I just, I kept just going through that and going through that. And, uh, um, I think my family started, started seeing that I was in this kind of this hole, the kind of this pit, kind of this gloomy pit. And, uh, uh my sister and my brother-in-law, uh, whom just met each other, not too long before this happened, but, uh, um, they met and, uh, he got my sister into the Christian faith. I think, mm -hmm. I think he helped, uh, save her. She uh, started going to church with them and this, that, and the other. And uh, eventually, I, I guess they saw where I was and and knew that I needed to go to church, that I needed to find Jesus. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and uh, um, if you would ask me at that point, that was the last place I wanted to be. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, but, I, but I saw how Christ worked in, in their lives, even though I was somebody who really, you know, I believe there was a God... Uh, it's not something I really thought about too much, but but I could still see what Christ uh, you know did in their lives, mm -hmm. and uh, it got me to the point where I, you know, I kind of wanted what they wanted, mm -hmm. you know. You know, if if God's working in their lives, well, I want that too. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, that looks pretty good. Yeah. You know, so they invited me to church, and uh, I went two times, and and both times, and this is a non-denominational Christian church that we went to. Uh, up in Reno and uh, a younger church. So, so I, I felt like I fit in, you know, mm -hmm. the, the crowd was about my age. So, so it felt good. And, uh, and the, the very first sermon was, it felt like it was just about me. It was mm -hmm. about where I was in life. It was about me and it, it hit me hard. Mm -hmm. And, uh, I found myself weeping in their church. I mean, I hid it from them and everybody else, but, but it really, really shook me. Yeah. And, uh, so I went again and uh, the second time was even, worse or, or better depending on how you look at it but <laughs> but, but that one broke me too yeah. same thing and uh i ran after that yeah I, I i ran away from church it was almost like a like a too good to be true feeling yeah, yeah. and i don't looking back i have no idea why but but something drove me to run and, and i ran from it and, uh, you know I, I still wanted that christian life but it just felt like i don't know i don't know if i felt like it, i was undeserving of it or if it if it just just felt too good to be true but but uh, but i ran from it but still somehow still wanted that life mm -hmm. it, i don't know it was a it was a weird weird place i was in yeah, I've seen that a lot, like, from different people. Like, uh -huh. they start coming to church, mm -hmm. and they have, uh, whether it's friends of mine or just people in the church that I see come, and they, you know, you can tell just in conversations you have with them that they really feel that connection to God. They, they feel mm -hmm. God talking to them, and they know that it's real and know that he's real. And, and then all of a sudden, next thing you know, they just kind of disappear. Mm -hmm. And it, it, when you talked about that, it reminds me of, you know, watching that happen mm -hmm. multiple times throughout my my church life, you know, um, and I've always wondered kind of why, why that happens and why people could feel so close to God and, and maybe come for a couple of weeks or a couple of months mm -hmm. and then just disappear and completely run from God. Mm -hmm. So it's interesting here. You talk about that. I, I think that's what, I think that's that biggest point that, that doubt jumps in. Uh -huh. mm -hmm. It doesn't jump in before you, you got to that moment where you walked into church, that doubt comes 
afterwards and it seeps in and it, it's, it's, I think that's because Satan knows exactly when to pounce on you. He's exactly. going to make you think it's too good to be true. He's exactly. Make you think you're not good enough for that grace. Right. You know, he's going to turn that conviction into feeling condemnation uh-huh. instead of the good that it's supposed to be that God intended for it. Yeah. It, it reminds me of the story in the Bible where Jesus goes to the uh, wilderness to to um, pray and he fasts mm-hmm. for 40 days. And after being there for 40 days, that's when Satan comes mm-hmm. and tempts him. And the reason why you fast is so you feel closer to God mm-hmm. and you can rely on him. Mm-hmm. And he waited till Jesus was probably feeling as close to his father as he could right. and also the most vulnerable and mm-hmm. once you know hunger being hungry mm-hmm. and the first temptation they threw at him was turning the stone into bread mm-hmm. and it's like he attacked that that weakness yep. that he knew he would have mm-hmm. when he knew that Jesus was getting close to the father and mm-hmm. it's i mean he i think he does that with all of us you know he finds our weakness waits till we're getting he sees when we're getting close to god and attacks yeah. that that weakness jerk. yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah and and, uh, and at this point, you know, even though I ran, I, I was still talking to God and I was asking him for things and I was still asking him to, to rid me of, of that loneliness that I still felt. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and it's funny you bring up the, the temptation of Jesus, but, but I think I was tempted after that because uh, uh, I guess that prayer, or I, I don't know, um, I guess it was answered. Yeah. Uh, I, I did meet somebody and... Uh, uh, Looking back, it was <laughs> not, not a great thing, but but I but I met somebody, and at that time, I felt like uh, a prayer was answered for me. Yeah. I felt like God did something for me, yeah. and I was so thankful. But but it only lasted an instant. Yeah. Uh, he he filled that void for me, or at least I thought he yeah. filled that mm-hmm. void for me. Uh, but. He, he filled that void, and uh, and I ran from him again. Uh-huh. I mean, for a moment there, you know, I was I thought I was gonna be willing to go back to church, but this uh, this girl I met had nothing to do with that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, so yeah, like I said I, I ran I ran again, <laughs> and uh, so I met this girl, and. Uh, I felt good. I felt good because uh, I was rid of that that loneliness. Yeah, felt good to, to have somebody that you know was there at home waiting for me. And I guess somebody that missed me. And uh, I know it sounds so simple, uh-huh. but, but that's all I wanted at that yeah. point mm-hmm. in my life. That's all I was looking for. And uh, and I had that. I had that. And uh, so he gave you that sense of completion, like not mm-hmm. being lonely anymore. Yeah, you were looking for. Yeah, yeah I, know, I mean right. that's that came from Satan, and you thought it was coming from God. Oh yeah, you well, know? and and even thinking it was God, I still, still just, hey, thanks, you know, yeah. I'm gonna put you up on the shelf. Uh, yeah, I'll come back later yeah. <laughs> when I, I need you. Yeah. yeah, yeah, no, that 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 definitely that started my my. I mean, I, I guess I, I mean, up until somewhat present times, I still have dealt with that that conditional relationship with mm-hmm. with God. You do this for me, then I'll do something for you. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I don't know why that, that even sounded okay in my head, but yeah. but it did, and that's how that's how I was for a long time, and, I, and I'd come back to him when it, when I needed him. Yeah, mm-hmm. and 
So, so into this relationship, which, uh, I mean, uh, shouldn't have lasted three weeks, but it went on to three months and even to three years. Yeah. And, uh, uh maybe, uh, get, looking back, I guess it did for a reason. I wouldn't change anything that happened. Cause I don't think I'd be the person I am now without mm-hmm. it. But, uh, but yeah, but, but it was rough. Uh, and this person, uh, brought me to a pretty, pretty lonely world. Like, like, like really, uh, definitely a, a lost world. And I'll get to that in a second. Um, you know, feeling like I just left one and I'm almost in, a, in another, even though I, I have, you know, started meeting friends and people, uh, after I met this person. It was still tough because, because all of these people were really into, uh, I don't know how to put it, but the only way I can explain it is just the Burning Man <laughs> mentality. The yeah. I don't know. I, I look back and it's just a bunch of lost souls mm. trying to fill a God-sized hole with with something else. Right. And, and uh, yeah. I, I definitely saw that, and I thought I thought that's what I needed. I thought maybe I needed to experience some spiritual enlightenment. Yeah. Right. But with these people out in the desert <laughs> and, uh, that started, uh, I guess a downhill slope, definitely away from God at that point because, uh, um, the people I was hanging out with definitely did not believe in a God. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, I started saying the same things and, uh, I started calling myself an atheist and I remember my dad not being very happy with me <laughs> at that point because I would you know, openly say that. You know, but it, but it was really funny because, because even though I, I I had that loneliness taken away, I still found myself in some dark spots. But even those days that I called myself an atheist, I was still <laughs> talking to God when I was alone. Yeah, mm. you know, I, I never told anybody that. <laughs> you know, but 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 you know, to your face, I I tell you that you know, there's no such thing. But mm. you know, I, I argued with my my brother-in-law. You know, a, a very Christian man. I argued with him all the time, <laughs> and I don't know if it was just for the sake of arguing or what. But I always tried to to pick that fight of you know saying yeah. that God wasn't real, right. and uh, and I'd go home and, and pray. It's <laughs> <laughs> interesting. Uh, yeah, yeah I, I was. I'm telling you, I was in. I was in some some weird spots. Do you think that's kind yeah. of like? I mean, because you talk about like uh, almost a feeling of it's too good to be true. So like you're praying. I mean, I don't know. I'm just thinking like maybe you're praying, hoping that it's real, but you don't. Believe I think it's, it's real. because all these things that I thought were coming from God um, weren't exactly what I wanted. Okay. Mm. Oh, I got you. And that, I think there was that that, that conditional that relationship. Sense, yeah. Like like I'd ask for things, but they weren't what I wanted what, right. like, what mm-hmm. I got wasn't what I wanted it, or it didn't work out uh-huh. right. and uh, and every time I'd, I'd get upset with that like a little kid you know and that's when I'd you know well I'm atheist <laughs> <laughs> I don't believe yeah <laughs> but uh, but then I'd be in that dark place again you know mm-hmm. hey come help me with this but yeah. I'd have nowhere else to go yeah and that's mm-hmm. where I found myself alone I don't know, praying I just asking him to to fix whatever I had mm-hmm. going on. Still, still a lot of uh, depression and stuff like that. Maybe not the loneliness, but uh, but actually even uh, even being with somebody that there was a time when that loneliness did take over again. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and I guess that's about where I'm at next. Um, uh, so what? Probably a couple years into the relationship, towards the the end. Uh, was out of town and it was when things really weren't going good between us and uh and I just had this bad thought in my head this whole time you know of of, of 
what's going to happen if, if this relationship ends for me. Mm-hmm. And uh, that, that idea of being alone again was just sounded so devastating to me. I had no idea how I could cope with that. You know, this person's getting further and further away from me and, and I'm, I'm going to be left alone again. Yeah. I'm going to go back to that deep, dark hole that I was in before. I don't want to go back there. And here I am sinking into a hole mm-hmm. at this point. Uh, and uh, and uh, suicidal thoughts started uh, coming, you know. Like, uh, I think I finally got, like, one last text message or something like that when things weren't going very good. And, and I honestly considered suicide. You know, I, I figured uh, you know, there, was, there was nothing to, to live for at that point. You know, if I couldn't make it work with somebody like that, then I can't make it work with anybody. So I'm, you know, worthless. I really felt worthless. And uh, I I was really close, really close. Uh, I remember almost almost like a blackout-like feeling when when I really thought about it hard and thought I was going to go grab my gun and take care of it. I thought I was that close. And I remember this uh, this bright, uh, just this this cloud of uh, enlightenment. I don't know. Mm-hmm. And it was the, this instant during that 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 super dark feeling that I had of uh, you know of all these thoughts, and something came over me, and I and just told me that. You know that this isn't the way. Like you're worth more. I, mean, mm-hmm. I, mean, I didn't hear. I didn't hear God speak to me or anything like that. But I just, I just remember just. I mean, almost feeling like there was a cloud over me, mm-hmm. to feeling like that cloud had been been lifted, mm-hmm. and it was just this this I don't know this clear thinking that I had, and you know, 24 hours after that, I'm going like, how could I ever be in that <laughs> that position why would yeah. I ever do that yeah. and it was just it was so weird and, and, mm-hmm. and nothing happened to make me think that way it was just mm-hmm. just during my thoughts it just mm-hmm. it just it just clicked like that overwhelming abundance of peace that we've talked about before yeah like you, you just you can't explain it because it's God and it's just it's just so overwhelming that you're just like holy cow what's happening <laughs> right now <laughs> no yeah. and I look back and I think it was God and I mm-hmm. think you know he came in at that instant my you know, deepest, darkest moment, and, mm-hmm. you know, and, and help me out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because, because uh, he knew he wasn't done with you yet. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, but I, at that time, I didn't think it was God. Yeah. Right. I mean, I thought, wow, that's kind of weird. How could I be thinking like that yesterday and then today right. be okay? Oh, well, I right. guess I'm just, guess I guess I'm, I'm, just, I'm just, <laughs> I'm just weird. Yeah. <laughs> it's an off day. <laughs> and, uh, so I ended up going back home. And, you know, at this point, I looked at the relationship going like, this whole time I wasn't looking out for, for myself and what I wanted, you know, and at this point, you know, still looking back at what my, you know, my Christian sister and my Christian brother-in-law had, I still wanted that. I still wanted that, that Christian life that they had. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, uh, and I got home and, uh, pretty much ended the relationship. Like that was, that was pretty much mm-hmm. it after that. And I was okay with that. I was content or content with uh, with being alone again. It was yeah. fine, and uh, I never thought I could feel that way about it. I mean, mm-hmm. that was rough. I mean, I was ready to you know kill myself over that feeling, and now yeah. it's like it's here, and I'm okay with it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So uh, I mean, I was still having a, 
um, some arguments with myself on <laughs> on that thought process. Mm-hmm. But uh, but anyways, I, I was there and uh, back alone again. I mean, this would be January ish, two thousand fourteen, and uh, I started talking to God again. Uh, more. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was alone all the time, you know, I didn't have somebody to answer to or come home to anymore. So, so I was alone a lot and, and I talked to God a lot and, uh, never picked up a Bible at this point. Uh, uh I just kind of started just going back to church I started going back to Catholic church with my dad. I felt like if I'm going to start back with this again, I got to, I got to go to what I, what I know right. and that's the Catholic church. And, uh, so I started going back to church and talking to God and, I guess just praying, but again, no, no, no other effort except for that. You know, I wasn't reading or doing Bible studies or anything like that. That right. I had no idea. <laughs> there, you just read the Bible. That that seems so weird to me <laughs> at that point. But uh, yeah, but here I was, you know, praying to God, like, all right, I, I just want a Christian woman this time. Like, I don't want just any woman. Like, I want a Christian woman. I don't know why I want this, but it seems like it works out for other people. <laughs> so I want that. And, uh, and, and, uh, and I was just thinking, you know, contemplating on that thought, you know, of how good a Christian life could be. I was like, you know, well, I just want to raise a couple boys. And I remember, and it's funny because I have two boys now. Mm-hmm. I remember at this point asking for two boys yeah. mm-hmm. to raise as Christians. And I have no idea why I asked for this. I remember it was just one of those thoughts that, you know, that's something that, I, you know, in, in that last Bible study we did. You know, kind of deciphering when the Holy Spirit is talking to you. I think that was mm-hmm. one of those instances where the Holy Spirit was talking to me because it wasn't my thought. You yeah. know, it wasn't my words, but mm-hmm. but it was in my head. Yeah. So he definitely spoke to me at that point. I, I was unaware, completely unaware, completely oblivious. But but I held on to that thought, you know, that that's what I wanted. And uh, ended up moving uh, down to Carson City, bought a house, and... Uh, Shortly after that, uh, I decided to kind of, you know, uh, go back on the market, so to speak. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I never tried online dating, but I figured uh, the way I work and my work schedule, I, I don't have time. And, and, and also on another note, just to, if I want a Christian woman, I'm not going to meet her at a bar. Yeah. I'm not going to just, you know, it's not really my thing anyways. I don't go, I don't never, never gone clubbing or, <laughs> or partying. It was never my bag, so... Uh, I figured, you know, worst case, I could at least try, you know, uh, uh, an internet uh, uh, love finding site, and uh, tried that. And it's actually really funny because that's where I met uh, met my wife, Kayla. Yeah. Yeah. Getting a good plug right now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh no, it works. It works. You, it's really good to uh, uh, browse through all the. All the bad ones first. <laughs> yeah, you can definitely tell who's there for just a, a one night thing. <laughs> yeah, they, yeah, there's a lot. There's a lot of bad things uh, on there. That's for sure. But uh, but I was looking for love. You know, it's kind of tough wading through all those profiles, and you're just like, man, I, I'm actually on here legitimately looking for love and a relationship on here, and I can tell right off the bat that nobody else is. <laughs> this is this is this is obscene. This is crazy. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I honestly picked probably the the worst profile picture you could see. I mean, uh, and, uh, nothing against your beauty. I mean, uh, better not. Be. <laughs> I mean, it was pixelated. It was really pixelated, and it was really tough to see the picture. Not tech savvy. And, uh, and the profile was probably the most vague profile that I 
that I had seen on there. Baseball. That's all you need to know about me. <laughs> <laughs> or at the time, that's all you needed. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, it was a very vague profile, and I remember sending you that message, and, <laughs> and uh, you responded back. We both deleted our accounts because that's a place that neither of us wanted to be on. And, mm-hmm. and uh, I remember talking to my dad, like, hey, you know, I met this girl online. You know, I haven't even sent her a text message yet, but how crazy would that be? I don't know if I married this girl. You know, because it has to start somewhere, right? <laughs> and we joked, and we joked, and it actually came true. <laughs> <laughs> so it's a pretty pretty funny uh, story now. But, uh, but anyways, um, so I was going to church right before I met Kayla. And uh, and, uh, and I met her, and, and I saw she had a, you know, a faith tattoo and a, uh, a Bible verse tattoo, another one on her leg. And, and I knew that, you know, I found a, I found a Christian woman. You know, this, this is as good a shot as I could take at anything <laughs> at this point. You know, that's closest to that that Christian woman as as, as I thought I needed or knew I needed, and uh, uh, stopped going to church after that. It was all about her. Yeah, it was all about her and that and that first part of the relationship, which didn't last very long. Uh, we got what engaged three months after. Mm-hmm. You moved in shortly after that. Uh, knew we were pregnant shortly after that. <laughs> so yeah, it was very fast. <laughs> yeah, so so we were what six, seven months in the relationship after I'd proposed uh, when we uh, conceived Colston, mm-hmm. and uh, that was pretty awesome. That was a pretty pretty awesome feeling to to know that I, I finally found the. You know, the, the right woman. Yeah. Our right. families thought we were nuts <laughs> with how fast it happened. Yeah. But That's for just, sure. But, but compared to... Knew, you know, I, just, I knew just based on, on, the, on just the feelings I had with everybody else that I've ever been with. It's like, like there, there, was, uh, there wasn't a hole. There wasn't a void anymore. And I really didn't feel alone. Cause I, you know, I felt like before you just had to be in a relationship to not be alone. But... But to not be alone, you have to be in a relationship and, and actually connect yeah. with that person. Mm-hmm. And we really connected on yeah. all levels. And it's only gotten better uh, mm-hmm. since we started doing Bible studies together and mm-hmm. stuff like that, actually. Uh, you know, we both put Christ first. Uh-huh. And, and it's been tremendous since that. But, uh, but anyways, uh, so Colson's uh, just getting uh, just placed in the oven. And uh, he was there, what, five months? You were five months pregnant, and we uh, got married mm-hmm. in uh, March of 2015. And uh, uh, spectacular day. Like, that was when I, you know, finally felt like I, I locked it in. <laughs> <It's> <laughs> but, like, I, like, exactly. <laughs> like, I found that Christian woman. I, I, I escaped from that loneliness. Like, all right, got her, got her locked in for good. Yeah. <laughs> and, and I did, too. <laughs> which is funny <laughs> but uh but anyway so so we just got married and that was you know up until that point that was definitely our happiest uh moments of each of our lives mm-hmm. for sure and uh, it was only what a week after that uh we go go in for a, a 20 week ultrasound or 22 weeks yeah it was 22 weeks 22 week ultrasound uh uh with Colston and uh and I think at this point was we were able to, if we wanted to, we could see if it was a boy or a girl. And we still were on the fence of, of what we wanted to um, 
if we wanted to know or not. And I think we were both on the, the green the green baby thing. We didn't want to know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so we go over the uh, the 22-week ultrasound, and, uh, I mean, it was literally seconds into it, and we both looked at each other because we knew something was wrong. Just the way the the, the nurse was, was looking over the... <laughs> The ultrasound, uh, something was wrong. Mm-hmm. And uh, uh, they brought us into another room and they sat us down. And uh, uh, the first thing out of uh, Kayla's obese mouth was, uh, was your baby has a heart problem that most likely won't, you know, or probably won't uh, support life. Yeah. And uh, going from this super high the week before being married, yeah. you know, having this woman locked in for the rest of my life <laughs> and, uh, to this this pit again in, in, in literally an instant just knowing that that you know this this life that you created you know might not even you know become yeah. you know at that point and it, it's so hard I honestly have no idea how people could could look at that you know look at that ultrasound and not say that that's a baby you know it's, yeah. a, it's a whole another story but but, <laughs> but but for us that was right. that was devastating because that, that was our baby yeah. You know, I don't care what people decide to call, you know, a baby at that stage, but that that was a baby. It was yeah. a, a child. And, uh, and our child didn't look so good mm-hmm. at this point. And uh, we went on our honeymoon, which was a pretty pretty somber honeymoon. It's hard mm-hmm. not to, you know, really fully engage in in your honeymoon, mm-hmm. you know, like a like you're supposed to. You know, like we thought you were supposed to. The entire time was, you know, thinking about our son. Yeah. And uh yeah, I just, still want to uh, do over. <laughs> <laughs> At some point, we'll get there. <laughs> but uh, just that, that anxiety yeah. sort of really mm-hmm. kicking in, and it was tough. And uh, we came back from that, and we finally got to see a uh, perinatologist, uh, an expert uh, on uh, prenatal uh, babies or babies still in utero and whatnot. But uh, anyways, uh, this time they actually... Uh, took a real close look at just the heart to try and diagnose what's going on and this, that, and the other. And uh, they looked at it, they talked about it, and then they, uh, the doctors, and then they, they had Kayla and I go into another room to sit down and wait for them to, you know, go over what they found, and, and they'll come uh, consult us, you know, uh, in a little bit mm-hmm. uh, once they get all their, their paperwork and, and stuff situated. And, uh, and this whole time, I remember us Googling it. We were Googling, like, uh, we, we just heard little tidbits, you know, of them going through the, older, the ultrasound. Like, at this point, like, uh, I don't even think we knew what a heart was made up of, <laughs> mm-hmm. you know. And so all this this, uh, this uh, medical jargon that they're just throwing out there. We, we heard a couple words. Yeah. So we Googled those couple words. <laughs> and I remember uh, thinking that uh, uh, hypoplastic left heart syndrome, which is uh, uh, a lot of the time you know, fatal for, for children born with it, especially without uh, uh, intervention. Uh, at this point, we were hoping for that. Mm-hmm. Uh, like, we were hoping that our wow. kid actually has... I forgot about that, yeah. Um, yeah, we were hoping that he'd have this. We know something's wrong, but we, we hope it's this because it seems like these kids are doing pretty good, you know, for yeah. the most part. I, I don't know why, but I think when we look at that, we only saw the the kids that did well because <laughs> yeah. uh, after going through after after uh, living this uh, uh, heart parent uh, as we call it life, uh, see that it doesn't you know, end up that way for everybody. Yeah. And uh, but anyways, we saw it as as a good thing. Like this, okay, that means there's a chance. There's some hope. Yeah. And uh, and uh, that's what they. Well, he he was diagnosed with uh, 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 
critical aortic stenosis with evolving hypoplastic heart. There we go. So, so eventually it was going to be the hypoplastic heart unless we uh, could do an in utero surgery that they brought up to us. And uh, it was still an experimental surgery. It only worked, you know, what? One out of four times. Yeah, 25% of the time. So, mm -hmm. so uh, that's just whether it works or doesn't work. It doesn't even take into account just the, you know, the other things that could happen with a medical procedure going wrong. And anyways, uh, there was a chance that we could fix this with in utero surgery. So, like, sign us up. Let's do it. Yeah. Where, where do we go to get this? What do we got to do? And uh, we ended up at uh, University of uh, San Francisco. On, uh, we went down there, what, May 4th? Mm -hmm. Yeah, we went down there May 4th of 2015. Colson was, what, 26, 28 weeks about that yeah, time? Something like that. And uh, we were going to do the surgery. We were going to do it. And it was uh, a big, long needle that they, you know, poked through Kayla's belly to try and balloon the heart. With the, I mean, this thing's microscopic. Mm -hmm. I mean, can you imagine how tiny a, a baby it's still forming's heart is, you know? Mm -hmm. And they're trying to go in there with a needle and, and balloon his aortic valve. That's crazy. And, yeah, it's uh, insane. It, it is insane, but, but it sounded good to us. It sounded like there was a, a chance. Yeah. So we jumped at it. And anyway, so we're down there, and uh, Kayla's getting ready uh, to be prepped to go to surgery for this. And, uh, and she... Uh, uh, she finally, you know, they came in and got her to, to wheel her down to the, the OR and, uh, and they left and it was just me in the room and, uh, that was uh, one of the toughest moments of my life because, uh, I started thinking about, you know, although it wasn't, I mean, I guess it was a, a very, very risky surgery, but not as much of, as others, but there were still those chances of one, losing the Colston, losing the baby. Mm -hmm. Two losing Kayla, or three losing both, mm -hmm. and uh, and I thought about that, and, uh, and and it really hit me hard. And at that point, um, I remember just getting on my knees and just starting to talk to God. At that point, and uh, and I I feel like that was the the first part of of uh, my being saved. And I'll get to the second part later, but I think that was the first part, mm -hmm. and that was that was surrendering to him. I was saying, hey. You know, I'm yours. I'm completely helpless at this point. Like I cannot do anything for my child, nor my wife. I, I'm just stuck in this room uh, with you, uh, just waiting. Yeah. And uh, and I started weeping and just you know talking to him. Uh, and at this point, that's all I was doing was just just talking to him, just just begging them to to protect them. And uh, and he did. And they came out, mm -hmm. and uh, the surgery wasn't successful. You know, he still got the the heart condition. It, it didn't prevent it, but uh, but they made it through that procedure. Right. You know, mm -hmm. they came out and they were doing okay. So definitely a, a huge blessing there. But uh, but at that point, when I was talking to God, I uh, you know I told him like I, I don't know how I'm gonna do it, but but I'm I'm gonna find you. Like I'm, I'm mm -hmm. gonna direct my life really towards you. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I made you know some promises before, but like this time, like I beat it. Like. I don't even have the strength to do it, but it, but I'm going to. You know, mm -hmm. I'm going to find you, and I think that that was definitely the point, the turning point in my life when I, when I really uh, got on that road to God, mm -hmm. and, and it hasn't been a straight road by any means. Yeah. <laughs> uh, since then, very curvy road, uh, but uh, 
but I at least turned to him at that point. So we, uh, I think we started going to church. You know, this is, this is post in utero surgery. <coughs> this is a few weeks before Kayla had to go down to, uh, to Las Vegas where we had Colston. And, uh, so we started going to church those couple of weeks. We went to Catholic church mm-hmm. and, uh, just went there. It felt good. And it felt like we were doing what we were supposed to be doing. Uh, but we just, we just went to church and, uh, and then came the, the day that, uh, that Kayla had to go down without me to, uh, to be there a few weeks early, uh, before Colson was born, just in case anything happened, she was there already because, uh, cause we already knew that, you know, our son would be born and, and he would go straight to surgery. Mm-hmm. If not that day, at least shortly after, yeah. uh, so she left, and I was alone again. And, uh, and at this point, I was, st- I was still talking to God. Uh, I, I didn't. You know, I felt like I was in a pretty lonely place again while she was down there, and I was, you know, by myself. But, but uh, I felt like I, I dealt with it fairly well. Mm-hmm. That was tough, but, uh, but I was just talking to God at that point. Just, it's just praying. Still not reading the Bible. Uh, still not frequenting church that much and uh this part of me knew that that i needed god to get get me through this and uh so it was time for me to to meet kayla and in vegas and, and have colston uh he was born a c-section so i already knew that date yeah and uh so i was headed down there and uh, it's the day of his birth and uh yeah, what a, what a crazy mix of emotions, you know. You know, you don't know whether, whether to be happy that's your son being born, or or have the worry, to, you know, take over because you know, or you don't know what's going to happen right. when mm-hmm. he does come out. You don't know if he's going to come out breathing yeah. or uh, or doing good. Which in our right. case, actually, thank God he came out doing well. Mm-hmm. I mean, for a kid that was born with only half a heart, yeah. <laughs> he was doing okay. Um, but it just felt like just baby steps we were taking. We are getting over these, these small little hurdles. And, uh, and I found a lot of alone time uh, or just, just downtime in the hospital. Sitting there waiting, you know, day in, day out. Just watching our, you know, newborn baby uh, just in his little uh, incubator. Mm-hmm. And uh, uh, it was right before his surgery. You know, this is, what, two days after he was born? Mm-hmm. And... Uh, I didn't know what to do with the downtime. Uh, I about had it with, uh, you know, social media. You can only browse through social media mm-hmm. uh, so much. So I decided to uh, just try reading the Bible. Like, all right, like I, I know God. A couple months back, I told you that you know I would I would seek you. Uh, I'll start here. You know, I'll just start by reading your word. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh, yeah, made the mistake. Well. It definitely felt like a mistake, but uh, I started reading through through Genesis, you know, from the very <laughs> beginning, and I, and I figured that uh, that if I was going to start reading the Bible, that I'd have to start at the at the front, yeah, <laughs> and uh, start from the front, work my way through the back, and I think I might have got it like halfway through Genesis. That was about it. Yeah, <laughs> I, I really got lost uh, in the. Uh, the, the the whole naming of the the, yeah. the lineage <laughs> who and, got who <laughs> yeah and, and uh, it devastated me really 
because here I am trying so hard. Yeah. I didn't even think mm-hmm. to just try and go somewhere else. I, fi- I figured that, like, I have to yeah. start from the beginning. If I can't get over this, like, how am I supposed to read the rest of it, you right. know? I think it's like a normal book. You're <laughs> you're like, oh, my gosh. <laughs> yeah, so anyway, so after that, so instead of reading the Bible, I put that down. Uh, uh, I read a few books about how to read the Bible. Yeah. Uh, and uh, that, that helped a lot. Mm. Uh, and from then I started just picking a chapter or just picking a book, just picking any spot, just just reading. And, uh, and it's still kind of confusing me sometimes, you know, the, yeah. the, the timeline of things mm-hmm. I, I get mixed up with because uh, the way I read is just I bounce around so much anyways. But anyways... Uh, uh, that's what got me through, you know, Colston's what five, five weeks stay in in the mm-hmm. hospital. It was just 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 reading the Bible, just reading books about the Bible, yeah. and uh, and I needed it most towards the end of our stay there when, uh, um, you know, Colston got through his surgery. He was recovering well. And what they had to do was they had to do what they call a heart cath. Mm-hmm. So they had to go through his femoral artery up into his heart and kind of take a look around and just, you know make sure everything's good before they, we, they put us on uh, uh, the route to get home. Mm-hmm. And uh, uh, I remember the doctor uh, coming out about what, 45 minutes, an hour into the procedure. He comes out and he kind of has this blank, somber, full look on his face. And I'll never forget it. And uh, he comes up to us and uh, uh, tells us that uh, Colson went to cardiac arrest. So he he died right there on the table, but but in that that moment after he got done with that, he said he's okay now, which which was start so. Start with that yeah. next time, you, please. You start with that. Yeah, 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 it was it was rough. So so there was you know it only took him four or five seconds to get through telling us this, but in the first two or three, you know I felt like my son had died. Yeah. And uh, and even though I felt better afterwards, I still never let go of that that feeling that. He was so close. He right. was so close to losing my son. Yeah. And uh and I remember really at that point that's what you know, that uh we're telling God, just I just want my son, I'll give up absolutely everything I have, I'll give up my marriage, my my house, my vehicles, my belongings. I, I don't care. I just want a healthy child. Yeah. That's all I want is this son. Just do anything to give me this son you know uh, that'll go that'll take to to later in my story where, where I feel like there's the, the second part to me being saved and I'll get there down the road but uh, but that's how I felt uh, I wanted to do anything yeah. to, to have this kid and uh, but we got through that day you know he was okay after that he went back to his room and, and uh, I did some more reading and stuff like that and then uh, just a few more stages to to get out of that hospital, and uh, one of the last stages was uh, was they had to pull RA line uh, out of his heart, you know, a monitoring, uh, monitoring uh, device that goes uh, directly into the heart. Mm-hmm. But uh, usually a bedside procedure it only takes a couple minutes. Uh, they came to us about an hour later, and uh, we're freaking out at this point. And uh, again, first words were Colston went into, into cardiac arrest. So again, those first few seconds, mm. we thought Colston passed away. But then shortly after, figured that he's doing just fine. He's okay. It was the same doctor? No, this oh. was just a nurse that told yeah. us the oh. second time. Yeah. What's the doctors I know, in? I like, like, why don't <laughs> That should be like training. Like, <laughs> right? start off with he's okay now. <laughs> yeah. 
I mean, I, 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 I can understand a little bit like what that's like because I mean, Joel, when he was born, uh, two months after he was born, uh-huh. he still weighed the same as he did mm-hmm. when uh, when he was born, and he wasn't holding down any kind of food, uh, breast milk formula, none of that was staying down, so he got really dehydrated, and we went in on New Year's Eve, um, actually. On uh, 2000, uh, lose the track of time. It's 2007. <laughs> he was born, and um, he, uh, when he went in, he was so dehydrated. They said that he was about two days from kidney failure because oh he was it was that bad. But they got him healthy. He was in the NCIU for a week that first time, and I just remember that first week not knowing what's going on, yeah. knowing that he was so close to death. I mean, you mentioned that. I mean, how close your son was to dying. I mean, that's a feeling that, I mean, you talk about, you'll do anything. Like, I'll give up anything, mm-hmm. whatever it takes. I remember sitting outside of his room just, just crying and just, like, mm-hmm. asking God, like, like help, because I can't do anything. Mm-hmm. So I, I understand that feeling. It's 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 a complete helpless feeling, mm-hmm. you know. It uh, is, and it, sometimes it turns into anger, too. I know I had my instances of that, of mm-hmm. being angry at God, you yeah. know, for, for doing this. Like, if you are a good God, you know, why would you allow kids to to um to go through this yeah and uh and i read a couple books and there was one that really uh, stuck with me particularly well uh actually it's called why do uh bad things happen to good people Uh it was written by by a rabbi and uh, i don't completely agree with it but but there were some notes in there that that helped me be a little bit more uh content uh-huh. with uh with what we we're going through and i think the biggest thing that, that that hit me that this book went off of was uh and it was a book that i hadn't read yet or much less heard the story of and it was the book of job mm-hmm. uh, just just how everything was taken from job yeah. you know his family included and and still having that that relentless love for mm-hmm. for god yeah and uh and that that helped me tremendously. Well, you know, my favorite part of Job is like at the end when he finally gets mad at God and he's like telling God, you know, um, you know, why'd you do this to me? Yada yada, yada. you know, just saying right. all that stuff. And then God responds by saying, "Oh, I'm sorry. I didn't know you were there when I created the earth. I didn't know you were there mm-hmm. when I, you know, created man." And it's like you got to remember that like we don't understand why this stuff happens. Mm-hmm. We're, we weren't. We're not the one that's in control of the universe and, and created created mm-hmm. the earth. And it's a uh, it's just a powerful reminder that, I mean, no matter how bad things are, like, we're not God. We don't understand. Mm-hmm. We're never going to. I mean, like, we're not going to mm-hmm. understand that stuff. And yeah. that, that was that was really tough for me. Like, how could this be a part of a plan? Uh-huh. Bad things. It just it didn't make sense. Yeah. And, uh, and it, we want a perfect life, you know, and. And those things just... And it may never make sense. I mean, mm-hmm. that's the... Well, I mean. and it's so funny that this this conversation is kind of going like this because I just got, like, like a word yesterday in my head that, like, like he doesn't owe us an explanation. Like, he right. doesn't owe us a reason for why he does the things that he does. He doesn't... Like, let's be honest. He doesn't even owe us, like, the blessings that we get. You know, yeah. like, the, the we just get those because he is so good. Yeah. Like, he gave us everything that we needed for you know with eternal life like that's all we really need everything else is just yeah you know it's just it's just earthly stuff like he doesn't owe us an explanation right you know for anything yeah we just think he does <laughs> <laughs> yeah so so i guess at this point we're 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 just getting out of the hospital and, I, and i'm so thankful 
uh, that that God was in our lives to to do this for us. And uh, but all those thoughts were, I guess, creating somewhat of a, of an arrogance in myself, um, because I, I really strive to to know these answers. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm not a person who likes to. You know, if I if I get on something, I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna work it out. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm gonna get through it. I'm gonna fix it. You know, I'm gonna take care of it. And and, yeah. and if it's something I don't you know don't know about, I'm gonna learn about it. Yeah. <laughs> I want to find the answer to it. So I had all these questions, and 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 that's what I really, you know, was really striving to. So it, it wasn't about you know reading the word to get to know him. It was just a you know for my own selfishness to answer my questions that I had, mm-hmm. and. Uh, um, uh, so anyways, uh, I mean, at this point, uh, this lasted quite a while. I mean, we started going back to church a little bit, mm-hmm. um, but we started going back to Catholic church yeah. again. And, uh, then Cole's second surgery came about and pretty much, uh, that one, that one actually was pretty, pretty dang smooth. That yeah, was he breathes in and out. That one. <laughs> so that one's tough to, you know, and, uh, I forget about it all the time. But we went through <laughs> it. Cause that one was easy. It yeah. was like, it was like we were, we were conditioned already for yeah. that hospital mm-hmm. life and everything else. And, uh, so, so I didn't feel like I really took God with me on that trip, you know, mm-hmm. definitely feels like that. Um, but, uh, so after that second surgery, um, you know, we really started going back to church. I started getting, uh, back into it every Sunday. Um, then we thought, well, maybe we start signing up for some things that, you know, that they do. You know, I was looking at things like Knights of Columbus because that's what my grandpa did. And uh, uh, we didn't really know if that's what we wanted to do. We just felt like, I don't know, we kind of owed it to God at this point. Right. You know, like, I don't know, we were praying. We feel like you've answered a lot of prayers. The least we could do is go to church and, <laughs> I don't know, I guess go through the motions. You gave me something, I'll give you something. Now. Yeah, 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 that conditional yeah. relationship. And, uh um, I don't know, even going to the Catholic church, so I just, it didn't, it didn't feel right. I had something I'd never admitted to, uh, to Kayla, but, uh, but we both sought something else. Right. That, mm-hmm. that church just, I mean, nothing against it, like you said yeah. before, nothing against Catholic church. Uh, that's something I still struggled with for a long time because I always thought, you know, there's a lot of truth there because that's, I mean, where a lot of it started from, it feels like. And uh, church, anyways, but it didn't feel right. We wanted something else, and I think I'm getting a little too far ahead because uh, I forgot to mention just before, you know, we were feeling this way about church uh, was when Samuel was born. No, we got pregnant with him. Yeah, but not before we started coming to this church. I was getting into that. We had Samuel before we started going to church here. I know. No, we oh. got pregnant with Sammy right after his second surgery. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I know that. So anyways, um, so it was what, November? November, just a few months before we started going here. You know, we were feeling this way about church, but we're still going to Catholic church. Uh, Colston came down with a, a freak thing called a, a diaphragmatic hernia. And uh, he had to get surgery. So we went to, all the way to Renown to to have his surgery for that, which had nothing to do with the heart defect or nothing, just a, just a freak thing. Oh, wow. You can get it from a gunshot, a stab wound, or a car accident, but it's really freak if you just get it, wow. you know, two years into your life. So Yeah, it was just a random hole in but, the uh, diaphragm that was about the size of a dime. Yeah, oh, so, wow. so we're, I don't know, nothing new for us. Like, we live 
live life by the, the small percentages, it feels <laughs> yeah. like, at that point. Yeah, here we go again. And uh, so at this point, we didn't even think about it until a few days into Colston's stay there. Um, but something unexpected happened, and he started going septic. He had some, some problems in there. So he had to go back in a second time and uh, and fix that. But that time, uh, it it left us in the hospital longer, and Kayla's pregnant with Samuel. So now we're thinking, oh, wow, we're in one hospital with one kid, and Kayla's going to have to have her C-section in another hospital uh-huh. in Carson City. So uh, we worked through it. Uh, but, uh, yeah, Colston was stuck in renowned hospital recovering, and Kayla was getting ready at Carson Tahoe to <laughs> have Samuel. And, <laughs> and I I remember not getting any sleep. Uh, back and forth. No time to, to read the Bible or anything, but, but I was able to have that, that alone time and that back and forth driving and talking to God and stuff and praying. And, and uh, we got through it. We got through it, but after that, I think that's right when we really felt that the Catholic Church really wasn't wasn't for us, mm-hmm. and uh, and we started coming here. And uh, it was something I struggled with. I mean, even in that first day, uh, I remember coming in here just just really not feeling at home in a hand raising church. Mm-hmm. That was so yeah so weird to me. <laughs> <laughs> and. Uh, that's funny because I, I raise my hands almost at every song. I, I feel convicted to, yeah. to raise my hands now. But but at that point, I thought it was really weird. <laughs> and uh, then it got really weird when, uh, you know, somebody uh, spoke in tongues. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, oh, as if things couldn't get any weirder for me. What's going on now? Yeah, I've, got di- I've got different thoughts about that now. But uh, but that time, it, that was tough. Yeah. It was just like, it was like... Like I was getting all these thoughts in my head that, that want to tell me to leave, yeah. you know. But uh, but I remember just sitting there and uh, and I prayed and I put my head between my legs and I, uh, and I just closed my eyes and I just sat there talking to God, just sat begging Him. Like I came to tears, just I, I don't feel, you know, like I'm in the right place here. Like is this where I need to be? And uh, and at that moment, Pastor Leo came around and uh, and just touch my shoulder and just like he does with, with everybody you know as he walks mm-hmm. down the aisles and shakes people's hands but but, it, but at that moment it just it right. meant so much to me because it was like it it wasn't just a touch like it, it like it felt just just warm like it, it went through me it just this this overwhelming uh feeling of just knowing that i'm in the right place mm-hmm. yeah you know, like i really felt at peace that morning still couldn't get over the <laughs> <laughs> The hand raising or the the speaking in tongues, but I figured it, God just told me that I'm in the right place now, so I just I, I got to work through that mm-hmm. stuff. Yeah, and uh, and it was tough, but uh, but I really started reading the Bible then. I really started getting into it after uh, after we started going to church here. Uh, just the way uh, Pastor Leo does his his messages, they just. Uh, and even Pastor Eddie, for the few that you know, we've gotten to, to listen that, that he's done on Sundays, it's just both of them just talk in such a way that it really, really hits home. It just mm-hmm. it's so personable, and, and I really fell in love with just, just the, I mean, what what our name's all about, you know, Valley Christian Fellowship, yeah. like just that that fellowship that we have here. I, I mm-hmm. really was drawn to that, and I, and I absolutely uh, love that. 
And, uh, and I think finally at this point, this is when I really, uh, really straightening out that, that, that road to, to Christ. And, uh, and I think it was, a, it was a message, uh, Pastor Eddie gave. And, uh, um, it had to do with, with Jesus being on the cross, but it was, it was that contemplation. I think that that was that, like I said, the, the first part of me being saved. I think this is, this is that second part where I think I, I truly felt saved. And it's when I, I really hundred percent completely surrendered, you know, this, this whole time, you know, I'm thinking, you know, I would do anything to save my son. Uh-huh. Like God do, do anything you can in your will just to, to let me have my son. Mm-hmm. And, and, and on this day, on this morning, you know, of getting a message that's, you know, bringing Pastor Eddie to tears and in turn bringing me to tears about how God gave his son for us, you know, and I just, I just felt so selfish at that point and uh, uh, really, really humbled in that moment. And I think that's when I, I really felt, feel like that at that moment I was saved. Like I, I finally, like I finally got it yeah mm-hmm. like not only did i say hey god i'm yours but mm-hmm. like i got it <laughs> yeah. like i understand yeah. and, and i think you know anybody can accept salvation but it's a whole nother point to really understand it yeah mm-hmm. and uh and anyways it's just been a a great road since then you know for some for somebody that uh that claimed atheism that never Never thought that you know I could be close to God or believe in a God, and, and here I was, like being thankful for everything that's happened to me. My oh, son's sicknesses, mm-hmm. my uh, my loneliness that I had, my depression. I'm thankful for those things. I feel yeah. like it, they they built me, and uh, mm-hmm. and uh, I'm thankful for this church. And I think this place is this place really this place saved me. I feel like, and. Uh, um, it only continued uh, after going to our men's studies, and uh, just at this point, I'm just feeling closer and closer and closer to God, and uh, just felt like every time, you know, I go to those men's studies, I, I needed to be there on those Tuesday nights. Uh, I mean, the, the the first night I went was the uh, uh, very first night that we were starting a a study on the Holy Spirit. Oh yeah. So. So I remember it really hit home because I remember my first day at this church wondering about speaking in tongues and always, you know, uh, trying to look for that answer of, of why people would do that and why, why this happens and why this and why that. And on that night we studied that. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, and then I found myself going home and praying in tongues. Oh. So I thought that was so funny coming from, you know, my first day here having those, those feelings, those yeah. negative thoughts towards it to my first night about Bible study. <laughs> going home and actually praying in tongues. <laughs> yeah. it, just, it just made so much sense at that point. And uh, um, I remember furthering, uh, you know, our studies. I started going every Tuesday. And I remember being uh, uh, Bill. Uh, I, I absolutely love Bill. Bill's, Bill's my hero. <laughs> he, Bill, Bill really is. He's my spirit animal. I love that guy. <laughs> but, uh, but he came to me one night, and we talked about it a few nights before, the, the, you know, the men's encounter, and it just went in one ear and out the other for the most part. But this one night he came up and said, like, you're going. Like, like <laughs> you have your way paid for. You don't get a choice. Like, yeah. like you know, let Kayla know that, you know, she's got the kids for the weekend, but, but you're, you're going on this encounter. It's like, 
You know, because I, I never would have gone on yeah. my own. I never. I would have been like, hey, you guys have fun. That's not for me. I don't even know what happens. But yeah. that's not me. I don't, I don't want to go and encounter anything. Like, I'm fine. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. I think I know God just fine where I'm at. Yeah. And, uh, and uh, that eventually turned into actually going the men's encounter. You know, not having a say in it. <laughs> mm-hmm. but, uh, but that was probably one of the most beautiful experiences in my life. That, that really changed me. And I thought I was on a pretty good road right before that yeah. of, you know, uh, like, yeah, God, I'm doing a good job. I'm like, I'm finally, you know, doing Bible study now and, and reading the word every day and uh, yeah, a completely different level yeah. <laughs> going to that men's encounter. Well, uh, I remember talking to you just a couple of days before that, I think the Tuesday night before, uh-huh. that, you know, the week that you went. And I was like, you have no idea because it was the second one I was going to. I was like, you have no idea what you're about. And you're like, oh, I think I do. And I'm like, okay. I th- <laughs> and I'm thinking to myself, no, he has you're no like, idea. No, no not you know what? Life. I kind of did have an idea. Uh-huh. I knew I knew what it was. I mean, there was enough hints out there, but but I knew yeah. I was going to have a spiritual encounter. And uh, so going to a Catholic church, you, you almost put spirit kind of on the shelf. Uh-huh. You know, it's a, it's a very truth-based church. Mm-hmm. And then our church, which was weird for me, is very... Uh, actually, uh, Dennis in one of our Bible studies said that, you know, we're very uh, balanced mm-hmm. between truth and spirit. That's how it should be. You know, a spirit-filled church is going to lack in the truth. A truth-filled church is going to lack in, in spirit. Yeah. But mm-hmm. but we really, I think, do it right yeah, by balance. by really have a good balance of, of truth and spirit. Mm-hmm. But that was something that I still always lacked was the, the spirit part. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So but I didn't really, I mean, it helped with the Bible study. Uh but uh, but it's something that I really lacked was was the spirit portion. Uh, and it, uh, I didn't feel like I, I I did worship very well. Like I could <laughs> never really just get into it. I just never, uh, for some reason, felt uh, an unconditional uh, love mm-hmm. for God. Yeah. I just like that love was there. I could say, "Hey, I love you," but it, just, it was. It was different, yeah. you know, after we went to that men's encounter. And uh, anyway, so, so so at the men's encounter, it did, did have this, this spiritual yeah. encounter of the of the third kind. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> but anyways, uh, so we're there, and it was just, I mean, we really dove into it. I mean, they, they really cram <laughs> yeah. uh, the Holy Spirit into that thing, and it's mm-hmm. awesome. So, so that first night we get in there, and that first Friday night was just amazing. Just the that first worship song, I just felt so convicted at that point. Like this is what it's all about. Like hearing these testimonies, seeing everybody else's love for God. This this is why we worship. Mm-hmm. This this is really starting to make sense now. Now I really see why why we have this unconditional love for Christ. It's because what he does in our lives and, and we saw that through the, the testimonies that's why I love testimonies that's why I think it's such a powerful yeah. thing is that I mean I think that's what it took for me to, to get to that point was hearing people's testimonies and just yeah. seeing how Christ work, works in their lives and then saying hey he does pretty dang good in my life yeah. too uh, right. I should be I should be praising him and worshiping yeah. him and, uh, and I felt so convicted that uh, uh, I got baptized you, you were yeah. there. I got Man. baptized yeah. in, uh, in Tahoe, which uh, <laughs> pretty cold, cold in January. <laughs> yeah, yeah, very, very, I mean, it's very cold in the summer. So I, I think <laughs> I'm still warming up from that. <laughs> yeah, 
I think it was what we barely got to the double digits that morning. I think. Yeah. I was I was just cold standing out there watching you guys. Like couldn't wait for it to be over <laughs> so I get back inside. Oh yeah, so yeah, it was rough. In the water. It was rough, <laughs> but I I I remember just feeling an overwhelming conviction because I, I I hate water. I hate going swimming in the summer. Uh, that's the last thing I want to do is go jump into a lake. I just like that's just not me. <laughs> plus plus I can get cold in water in a hundred degree weather like. Yeah. I don't like that. <laughs> I was notoriously cold all year yeah. long. So. Oh, yeah. That, that's definitely not for me. But uh, but something overcame me. The, the Holy Spirit yeah. definitely overcame me, and, and I felt like that was something I had to do. And, and I was I was always, you know, uh, one of those people, that, you know, in the Catholic Church who believe in one baptism for forgiveness of sins. And, uh, and I got that when I was a child. But uh, And I always, you know, believed in that. I still kind of believe in that. You know, it only takes one time. But uh, maybe not necessarily a baby versus, yeah. uh, you know, when you're old enough to make that decision. That's a, that's another story. Yeah. But uh, but it was huge for me. I really felt like everything, all these burdens, all these uh, these bad times, this darkness I've always had, like uh, it was really washed away mm-hmm. uh, that Saturday. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, all, all jokes aside, it was it was really cool to see you guys, like all, all the guys that made that decision to get baptized. Mm-hmm. I mean, willing to, to go into Lake Tahoe in January when it's, you know, like you said, barely double digits yeah. and freezing outside. And it was really cool to see just the commitment to, yeah, I mean, I'm ready to, mm-hmm. to just let all that, you know, my past be behind me and, and leave this mountain a new, mm-hmm. a new man, a new person. Well, I mean, Kayla, Kayla could, could, uh, could agree with me. I mean, there was, you know, all those times when we started going to this church, to a non-denominational church that, uh, I've really fought baptism. Mm-hmm. That was something mm-hmm. I never wanted to do. I feel like, no, I, I, I had my baptism. I'm fine. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I don't need to go to another one. Like, I'm, I'm good. Yeah. And, uh, I don't like, I mean, I was never willing to get baptized on a warm day. <laughs> or in the warm water over here. Yeah, I was you know. like, hmm, I got baptized in the hot tub. I know, and, and, and I could have gone with you that day, but I didn't feel like I needed to. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I didn't feel convicted to. But that day, yeah, it happened thanks. exactly. Thanks, when Lord. It was supposed to happen. Uh, thank yeah. you, mm-hmm. thank you. That that was the the worst day in the, the calendar year you probably picked, but <laughs> but uh, but it worked out. I, I feel very blessed. Yeah. That, that just that that whole meds encounter, and. Uh, and going back to that loneliness, you know, that I used to have of not having, you know, friends or, or brotherhood, and, and then since then, I am just so blessed. We all are in this church uh, of the the brotherhood that we have here. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, I feel uh, a closer connection with guys that I've only met a few months ago, you know, the people that I've known for years. Yeah. You know, that there's stuff I think that that we uh, pour out to each other that that we don't tell our, you know other people we think are our closest friends mm-hmm. and uh and i think that that really that makes a brotherhood being able to yeah. just let everything go and know mm-hmm. that you know we have each other's backs uh, uh no matter what yeah. and uh so that's that's where we're at mm-hmm. yeah. yeah you know what i love about your story is just like um hearing god like keep coming back in your life even when you were trying to fight him even when you're calling him an atheist mm-hmm. and you're going you're still praying to him you know in secret and stuff and you could just see him constantly pursuing you knowing mm-hmm. that eventually you'd come to him and what I like is when you had made that first commitment in the hospital you kept you were trying like you didn't know where to start you didn't know mm-hmm. how to how to do it but 
you were trying. And I think that is really, I mean, God's just after your heart. And there, mm-hmm. there was definitely, he had your heart at that time. And it just took time to figure out what mm-hmm. direction, you know, you needed to go. And, and he showed you that. Mm-hmm. I think a lot of us are really reluctant to, to see that. You know, we're all told, and you'll see it. You go drive through the Midwest, and you'll see billboard after billboard of a painting of Jesus coming through a, a cornrows in a, in a field, and you know, with the big words saying, you know, have you found Jesus yet? Yeah. You know, so so I think we're all uh, held to this accord that we have to find Jesus, and, and we do, but I don't think we all realize that, that he is always seeking us mm-hmm. yeah. He's right there. first. <laughs> He's mm-hmm. always right behind us, no matter what we're going mm-hmm. through, no matter how far we feel from him, the few we are away from him, we just have to turn around and look at him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, uh, and I really look back, you know, I've, you know, I've never really thought about my story until you, you asked me to give this testimony. So, so looking back, I can actually see all those times that mm-hmm. Christ was in my life that, you know, I remember being at those times going, there's no way he's close to me right now. He, yeah. Like I, like he's so far away. It's not even funny. And he, mm-hmm. he was right there the whole time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm just, you know, mm-hmm. uh, I'm, just, I'm just too busy, mm-hmm. you know, with everything else, too blinded. Uh, we watched a, a video up there at uh, that men's encounter. I forget which video, but it was that goofy one with the, with the two guys. Oh, yeah. And it started out pretty goofy, but I started uh, uh, sobbing at the end of it because it, it got to one point where uh, this guy is battling back and forth to, uh, you know, this guy that's playing God and, and he's, you know, uh, asking him a bunch of questions. God, why do you do this? And then God would answer. God, why do you do these things? You know, and then God would answer. And there was one time where, you know, he started breaking down. He started talking about all these bad things that he was carrying around and all this weight and everything else. And then God's like, hold on, like, you were never carrying that weight. I was always carrying it for you. Yeah. And it was like at that point, we're just... Man, I never really looked at that. Like, no matter what weight you're carrying around, God's carrying it for you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You just feel like you're carrying it yourself. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, until you realize that, oh, man, mm-hmm. man, what a, what a, what a great God we serve to, yeah. to mm-hmm. have this, uh, uh, this reckless, relentless, mm-hmm. uh, love for us. Mm-hmm. It is, it, it, it is truly amazing. And, uh, yeah, don't get me wrong. Like, I still have some of my issues. I'm still not the the best Christian in the world. I, I've got my own battles. I'm, I'm a construction worker, so so I, I definitely don't have the, uh, uh, the the cleanest tongue around or uh, or any of that. But uh, I feel like I'm finally like I've got fuel in the tank, and I'm on a a good road to to Christ, and uh, I, I feel good. Uh, yeah. I feel like mm-hmm. I feel like I never could be at this point. Yeah. And uh I never thought it'd take Christ to get here. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh and now I I'm here knowing and, and thinking that, that there's no way I could have done it without Christ. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh and uh yeah. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> do, do, I just do, love do I just good. love I mean one as your wife, of course I love how your story played out. Um, but I just love <laughs> just like how much you can just say in your face Satan because like he tried so hard like I mean from your childhood pouncing on your loneliness to no friends to feeling you know lonely all the time um and then 
you know, your loneliness with, with women and putting, you know, the wrong woman in your path or whatever. But now, like, you have an amazing marriage. You have this amazing brotherhood. You have amazing kids. Like, you have this amazing fellowship that you never thought you would have when that's the one thing he was trying to, you know, just just kill you with, basically. You know, and, and now you can just be like, huh, nice try. Like, in turn, you helped me surrender to Christ. So you can almost say, thank you, Satan, because you made me stronger. You made me surrender. And if it wasn't for you and trying to do that, then, you know, I wouldn't be as close to Christ as I am now. So thank you, Satan, <laughs> which would really hurt him. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I just love that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, it did work out. So definitely in a good place now, and, and, and you could definitely see it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, the Holy Spirit's really working in our church right now. Oh, yeah. You can mm-hmm. see it tremendously. I mean, going from a Bible study, and I started only, what, last uh, September, October, mm-hmm. and we've probably at least doubled in size. Easily. I yeah. mean, I mean, for a church, so we've only got, what, 300-ish mm-hmm. um, uh, usual goers on Sunday uh-huh. to Sunday services. I mean, I think we've got probably one of the biggest men's groups out there. Yeah. yeah. I mean, even talking to the guys from, from Life Church. Yeah. You know, a, a place where they have, you know, over a thousand people that go to it don't have quite the men's group we do. Yeah. I mean, I, it, it, we're, we're doing pretty good. I just went to the Band of Brothers on Saturday for the first time, and then we went over to the church to help out. And um, I was surprised at how many guys I didn't know. Like, I mean, I, I met some, well, I mean, I had seen them before, and maybe some Once they can't you know, make t- Tuesday? I, yeah, or like, I can't make Tuesday all the oh, time okay. either. Yeah. So it's like, I, I maybe saw them, you know, and introduced, got introduced to them once or, or, or twice or whatever, but I don't really know them, you know, and I, and I was able to get to know them, and I just, I was just there thinking, I can't believe how <laughs> much this church has grown. Uh, I've been here for two and a half years, going to the church for almost two and a half years now, or about two and a half years. And, I mean, the men's group was maybe 10 people, wow. <laughs> you know, when I started on a wow. good on a good day, maybe 10, 15 if you're mm-hmm. lucky, but it was closer to 10. And now, wow. I mean, when I do get here, and I, I'm, I was showing up late for a little while there, and when I'd show up, I mean, I, didn't, I had, I couldn't, I'd have to pull a chair off and sit <laughs> away from the table, you know, wow. so. I know we had 36 women at our uh, group this last Tuesday. It was crazy. It is. Yeah. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's an awesome thing, and uh, yeah, testimonies. Testimonies are, <laughs> I I love them. I can't wait for the next time we just go through them with uh, our Tuesday group, which yeah. it probably won't be until we uh, get through this next uh, um, book we're doing. Yeah. But uh, but anyways, um, uh, yeah. Hopefully, everybody out there listening uh, got something from that because I think uh, mm-hmm. it, it doesn't matter. Uh, where you at? Where you were at in your life, or what you've been through, um, or that testimony that you're hearing doesn't matter what they've been through. Um, we all um, can uh, relate to each other mm-hmm. at some point or another. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and I remember being at that men's encounter, listening to testimonies, and and I related with men that I never thought I mm-hmm. was humanly possible. Oh yeah. And uh, um, but but we we all can relate to each other so so every testimony out there is is of value yeah. to, to to listen to and uh anyways um so so if anybody out there i mean i'm i'm justin's in church so so if you have any questions please feel free i'll talk about anything on my walk things i may have left out or, or didn't elaborate enough on that 
I'll answer any questions. Yeah. You can talk to me. But uh, anyways, hopefully. Cool. Yeah. Hopefully the next person is nice and ready to give theirs oh, and we yeah. get a good line. It sounds like we do. Yeah, I've got, got a couple people lined up, so um, I don't know who's who will be next, but um, talk to some of the people that volunteered, and we'll see who's next. And hopefully, like yeah. I said, we can get some ladies on here. Yeah. Um, and that'd be good. So, and I know this one is pretty long. I should have said something at the beginning because when we tried to record it on Sunday, it was really long as well. Yeah. So I figured that. But uh, some of these podcasts may run really long, and that's okay. Um, it's a podcast. You can mm-hmm. pause it and come back to it later. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> so, exactly. So, um, uh, you know, for me, I could probably get, listen to the whole thing, but mm-hmm. um, this is probably about my commute every day to work. So, <laughs> <laughs> anyway, but um, I mean, anything else, I guess, to add? No? I don't think so. All right. Well, um, we will uh, wrap up then, but uh, hopefully we'll have the next one on sooner than later. Um, like I said, mm-hmm. the gaps is just because we're working out technical difficulties that we keep having. Um, did it a different way today, and hopefully it turned out. I'll find out real quick here. <laughs> and then uh, and it's just it's just trying to, you know, I've never done this stuff before, so just trying to figure figure the new, the technology out. So, um, but yeah, I guess hopefully we'll have another one on next week. And yeah. And uh, we'll just go from there. So just, uh, I guess, have a good week, everybody. Have a good week, guys.